Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Cohort Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOD Rocks, Rock and Metal Thrive. I'm also apologizing for my voice right off the bat because I recorded this episode the day after Rockfest, and yeah, when you're at a rock concert and many different shows, your voice is going to be shot. It is recovering, don't worry, so... Maybe one or two podcasts might be a little bit scratchy, but I think I'm doing all right. Before we get to today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. I mean, hell, I just recorded this podcast after being at Rockfest, where I got to be in the crowd going nuts for four, yeah, four straight days, honestly. And I didn't want to tap out at all. I wanted to make sure I could see as many concerts as possible, be in as many different crowds as possible, and not succumb to anything when it came to the heat, humidity, anything like that. So I make sure my fitness was in shape top-notch, you know, that kind of stuff. So I was always in the gym, you know, running, lifting, still am though, but I need to make sure I recover properly. And that's where Phoenix Fitness has you and myself covered with different proteins for both uh, in the morning and post-workout, different BCAA recovery compounds, different pre-workouts, both stim-free, which I use, and non-stim along with other different multivitamins as well and different things to make sure you achieve your fitness goals. My listeners get 15 count at 1-5% off when using the discount code MSOTD at checkout. Link in the description below for you to do that. So thank you, Phoenix Fitness. And now on our feature presentation because there's a band called Idle Threat. They're an easy core band out of Florida. How do we get to know about them? Thank you to Brian from MVK Music Group. Love you, man. Love talking to all these bands in this conversation. Here's some funny stories. Then we start talking about the means of their two songs that are out for streaming right now. And that turns into a whole conversation regarding music, positivity, mental health, and understanding that you really want to listen to. Trust me on this one. You're going to want to get an idle thread after this, but enough with me talking about it. Let's get to the podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. Another big shout out to our friends at MBK Music Group because you know they always bring us these incredible bands, mostly from Florida because I know that's where they're based and. This is another one of those incredible bands. So coming out of Florida, please welcome the guys from Idle Threat. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Yeah, man, thanks. Hello, right. hello. Really How's happy to be here. How are you guys doing yep. so far, you know, in this day and age at this moment in time? We're good, brother. We're good. How are you doing? Um, Like I said earlier, I am doing, like, it's rough, but it's a good kind of rough. My voice is sore after four straight days of being at a rock music festival at Rockfest and, uh, my body hurts, but it's well worth it after the year. We like almost year and a half we went through with no music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been, uh, I don't, Kyle and I, we actually just got to our first show, I think. I mean, my first in like a year and a half last week. Um, not even a rock show. We actually went to see Jason Isbell, a country artist. And um, it's just surreal, period, to be back seeing live music again, you know? It, it, it's surreal, but what I've been enjoying about it is just the fact that because I've been, I was at well, Rockfest and I was at a show the week beforehand. It was a show with the band Sleepwaker and then this Melkore band Victims. It was their fourth album release show. So I'm like, okay, I want to go down there, see what happens. And it felt just fantastic again, just all of a sudden. A lot of heavy music, just seeing the guys back up on stage and all of a sudden the mosh pit opening up and me taking like a hit left and right and just thinking, oh, this feels fantastic. I'm alive. That's pretty much what it was like. It's amazing. 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling great that live music is back. And I keep looking at my calendar. It's like every single week from here till probably middle of November. It's like, okay, I got a concert. I got to go this week. Got a concert. I got to go to this week, middle of the week here. But it's something like I completely miss it. And I know you guys completely miss being up on stage as well, performing. So it's like now that we have a chance to be able to go back out and do what we love, I'm like, I, I told myself, don't overdose on it in terms of like buying all these different concerts, going to so many shows. But it's hard. I can't help myself. Every time I see a new show pop up, I want to see him like, I'm going for it. Let's go. Yeah, it, it, Like, you know, we all obviously we're here because music is very important to us and we love it. But man, you you don't realize how important it is until you have that live music experience taken away from you for a year and a fucking half, you know? Oh, God, no. It's, it's something that I mean, I totally miss and just being able to get back in back in a live show setting. I came I went to my first show. I'm like, I was kind of having an okay day, but I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of like middle of the road, real middle of the road, like energy level for anything. Coming out of that show, like even one of my friends, she told me, she's like, you just sound and look a lot happier. Even though you also look like you got the shit kicked out of you in this mosh. I'm like, yeah, I feel happy as all hell. Like you can't stop this. Like it, it was just this full on state of positive euphoria. Yeah. It's, it's just something that a, a fucking wall of death will do, man. A good circle pit fixes everything. Especially when you're the one leading the wall of death on your side, then it's just oh, it, it feels great. It feels you're great. You're leader. I fucking love it, man. What, what? Where else would I be? Honestly, I mean, the, I got to lead my first one. It was the last show that I got to see before the pandemic hit because someone almost broke my nose right before the wall of death started, and because people saw me take the hit and that my nose wasn't broken, they wanted me to lead that side of the wall of death. And I saw the guy that almost broke my nose on the other side, so I pointed him out because I'm like, I'm coming after you, kind of thing. He knew I was, so he just gave me one of those like Morpheus, like bring it. <laughs> went went after him, leveled him. He was on the ground. I did one of those like shoulder shrugs, just kind of like I win, and then picked his ass back up. See, that's what it's all about, man. That mutually destructive brotherhood. It, it it is it is all what it's about, but it's all something that just it's it's a powerful thing. And even though it seems violent on the outside, trust me, we have our unwritten rules. We have our understood rules of the mosh pit, and at the end of the songs, at the end of every single set, you always see people high-fiving each other, giving each other passbacks, giving each other hugs and whatnot, because, like, we just all went through some shit. <laughs> and we all went through it together. And it's just it's just that family vibe is really still there. War as hell. Absolutely. So as we get this podcast started and rolling, there is one thing I always like to do, and that is for uh, to ask you guys three questions, because I want you guys to introduce yourself to get the listeners to know a little bit more about you. But the three questions I ask is going to be for all four of you. The first two, oh man, if you can't get these questions right, there is seriously something wrong going on. And it might even like be, you know, me hitting my head, getting a concussion, that kind of bad. But the third one, the third one's always my favorite just because it kind of puts you on the spot in a fun way. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to the band Idol Threat, what do you do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know a little fun fact, a little fun, wacky, interesting story about yourself that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair, smack my head on my table, give myself a second concussion in like four days because though I love hearing those stories. I think they're hilarious. I've heard ones where um, a band from Florida, they uh, chloroformed their lead singer as a prank, took him to a beach and dug like a pit, buried him halfway in the sand and made it look like his legs got bit off by sharks. So they put like a bunch of like fake blood and ketchup around and make once when he got up, he freaked out. Another classic one I heard was um band was driving to a venue and the drummer or someone no it was in the drummer someone was in the front seat and they had to relieve themselves and there was no rest stop around so just wanting a bottle threw the bottle out the window 
only for it to come back in through another window and basically give the drummer a golden shower. <laughs> Dude, karma's a bitch, man. Karma is a bitch, but I mean, those are some of the crazy stuff that I, some of the crazy stuff I've heard. And I always give those examples to get you guys creative juices flowing, but also to give you a little bit of time to start thinking about some stuff. So now it's the part where I have to say, whoever wants to go first, take it away. You're going to tell the, the Tallahassee story? Okay. I'll go All right. <laughs> All right. So obviously I'm Kyle. Uh, guitar is what I play in the band. Um, so my little fun story, I guess, is uh, back in 2011, I was playing in like this, uh, like this Southern core band called Ghost of Mississippi. We wanted to be like Maylene so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, we did like this little mini tour just through Florida. And uh, one of our stops was in Tallahassee. And uh, we're on FSU campus playing the show and we get invited back to the uh, uh, to the frat house there. So we're partying with these dudes. Our, our tour manager disappears for like 30 minutes. Can't find this fucking guy anywhere. 30 minutes goes by. All of a sudden we hear this blood curdling scream come from one of the back rooms. Dude runs out fucking butt-ass naked, <laughs> raging boner, <laughs> screaming. Then behind him, a girl comes out, also butt-ass naked, screaming at him, throwing things at him. Turns out the girl was a prostitute, and he refused to pay him or her because <laughs> her blowjob was awful. <laughs> And because he refused to pay her, out of, like, another room comes her pimp, also butt-ass naked. <laughs> what? As expected. <laughs> Wielding, like, this fucking 38 special talking about pay my bitch. And we're like, we need to get the fuck out of here, like, now. So, like, long story short, the fucking the frat bros, like, tackled him. Got the gun from him, threw him out naked, no clothes. Threw her out naked, no clothes. Band manager got his shit. We left, finished the tour, and like when we got home, we're like, bro, you're fucking fired. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I mean, I don't blame you for making that move, firing that tour manager, because still, what the actual hell? Did he like contact the Better Business Bureau or like I don't know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Was he like, hey, this is sub. This go to Yelp. Is there a Yelp for like yeah, your head game was not good? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm there. There, I'm. You know, it's the internet. I'm pretty sure there's like at least like 50 or 20 sites that are like that. You might have to go on the dark web to actually find that stuff. But I mean, that's up to you if you want to give that a shot. However, don't I try like home. However, you might want to put a Yelp review up there on the uh, on that tour manager and be like, so, uh, yeah, let's just say that he, um, you know, like one star white puts you in very interesting situations and not interesting as in fun, interesting as in why the hell are we in here? Yeah, I mean, it starts off interesting and funny and then you're like, oh, shit, I'm, my life is in danger. Right now. <laughs> you're like I, Ralphie on the bus. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like just off of that story, you could create like a whole entire like song and like, like tour poster. It's just Ralph just sitting there. It's like the I'm in danger tour. Now, but I'm yeah. thinking that we're going to, we're going to get a concept album out of this. It's going to be a whole, whole piece of art, man. We're going to really go deep dive into 
that whole fucking thing. That album is going to be called I'm in Danger. And, uh, and then there has to be some, and there has to be like the album cover has to be like one of you guys sitting on a bus just like Ralph Wiggum is and just smiling. <laughs> oh man. Imagine the videos already. You want to go now? Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, so I'm Lindsay. I am the lead vocalist. I also play guitar. Um, I once impaled my left nipple on a deer antler. Uh, what? <laughs> Can you elaborate? <laughs> yeah, I need some more context behind so, this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was. This is not even related to tour. This was just some stupid shit. I'm, I, I was 20 years old, not 21 yet. It's New Year's Eve. Um, we'd stocked up a bunch of booze to go to this hotel party because, you know, at, at 20, nobody had places you could party. So that's what we would do. And we went to this hotel party and I, uh, at that point in my life and subsequently for a very long time, like to prove how uh, fucking cool I was by doing really stupid shit. Um, that particular night, the stupid shit was chugging an entire fifth of Jaeger in about five minutes. So this happened at, and again, the, the rest of the story is as it was relayed to me after the fact, because I have no fucking <laughs> recollection, right? So um, that happened around 10 o'clock, maybe 10, 15. We ended up leaving, going back to this girl's house that one of my buddies ended up talking to that night. And this is in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Um, and I say that because uh, people who are familiar with Southerners know that there's a lot of Southerners that just have this affinity for Native American decor. Um, so the particular house that we were at, uh, another thing Southerners do is we have the one living room that you don't actually go in. You can't sit in there. Like, so they had one of those off limits. Like, do, do you know that you're making a face? I'm from Wisconsin. I don't think I know what this exactly is. I haven't spent that much time in the South or in random people's homes to okay, really experience so I'll that. have to explain. Um, everybody you have, everybody's like aunt has that one, like, like den, that you just don't ever actually use for anything. A lot of times there's plastic on the sofa, so it doesn't get fucked up. It's like that. It's You know what I mean? Okay. It's like how some people have like the, the the nice towels in their bathroom that you don't actually fucking use. They have an entire room that's just those nice towels. You know what I mean? This particular one was all done up in Native American shit. So the middle of the room, there's this like coffee table that's basically like a fucking war drum, right? And in the middle of the coffee table, there's this centerpiece made out of fucking deer antlers. So I'm shit faced, obviously, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how I'm functional. I get up to go back to the restroom to either puke or piss or both. Who fucking knows? Right. I go back there. I ended up like ripping a towel rod off the wall. I'm just like fucking Hurricane Lindsay going through this random person's <laughs> house. Fucking shit up. Right? <laughs> As I'm walking back from the bathroom, uh, do you remember the old Chris Farley, like Saturday Night Live, like Matt Foley motivational speaker? Absolutely. Right? Remember when he would just like fucking belly flop onto the coffee table and bust it out of hell? Absolutely. I did that onto the war drum coffee table with the deer antler centerpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, free nipple piercings. Yeah. Dude, yes. <laughs> so it goes straight into my fucking nipple, right? I'm wearing like a black, I'm wearing a fucking like Pantera shirt, I fucking think. Like this black shirt. I go flop back down in the floor of the room with everybody else who never left. And because I'm wearing a black shirt, it, it took like 10, 15 minutes for anybody to notice that I'm fucking gushing blood. Right. So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, long story short, I wake up in the ER at like five in the morning. Uh, my best friend is there with me. My sister and my mom are beside me. Uh, as soon as they realized I'm going to live, my sister basically slapped me and was like, you fucking idiot and left, right? <laughs> and my buddy who was there at the party, uh, you know, I look at him and I'm like, are, are they still partying over there? Like, I'm going to leave the hospital and go continue. Like, that's, but yeah. So the joke was always, I drank Jaeger before that. You know, Jaeger's got the deer head on it. Yeah. It used to be made with deer blood. And everybody's like, yeah, that fucker was coming for you from behind the, beyond the grave, right? <laughs> I'll say no wonder why, you know, when it comes to being here in Wisconsin, where it's like everyone goes deer hunting as many people as possible do. So you go different places and there's just the deer head with the antlers mounted on the wall. I'm pretty sure at some point someone I know has had to have done something like that where they climbed on top of this like mounted deer head, fallen down and probably got themselves pierced somewhere. However, when it comes to crazy New Year's stories... I am well aware of how that can happen because I've done that as well, but not like pierce my nipple with a deer antler. It was at the end of 2017 going into 2018 and 2017 for me was the worst year possible. So right when midnight hit, you know, I'm happy that the year is over. So I go outside because I bought champagne for the party. I'm like me, my best friend and a couple other of us, we're going to like pop the bottles, you know, just like have a good time. So we went outside. It's three degrees outside, mind you. It's three degrees. Because it's December and going into January here in Wisconsin. So it's going to be cold. There's snow on the ground. I go out there without a shirt on because I'm pretty drunk at this point. So I pop the bottle of champagne. I just basically like start pouring it down my mouth, but like from up top. So I'm just getting like Dallas and champagne. <laughs> then my best friend and a couple of my other friends decide, hey, this is a funny idea. So they start spraying me down with champagne. So outside, of course, three degrees. And my drunk ass self, I remember this doing this. I'm like, I'm all like, full of just champagne at this point. I'm like, I need to wash this off somehow. So I just fall backwards into the snow and start rolling around. Still shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends like me said, dude, get the fuck up and get back in the house. Otherwise you're going to get frostbite. I said, no, I got this man. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I got back in the house and I had to like wrap myself up in like two to three blankets and just like, I just need to get warm at this point, guys. I just need to get warm. Don't worry though. I had I, I still went home that night and I had somebody pick me up. I did not drive that night because that was gonna be a very, very, very bad idea. Oh, smart move for sure. Oh. But yeah, crazy New Year stories, Lindsay. Well aware of that, man. I can feel you on that one. <laughs> Glad you can relate. All right, we got Jordan Steve. So whoever whichever one you guys to go first, I'll let you guys go. I'll go. Hey, I'm Jordan. I play rhythm section guitar. And I don't really have a story about myself. Uh, it's about what we did to our other uh, guitar player and old band. I'm actually from Wisconsin originally. Hell yeah. So <clears throat> I was playing with Face of Ruin back in the day. I don't know. This is like 2010. But it's cold-ass winter, January, below zero. And we're driving. We're going to go play a show at some I don't, college somewhere. I forget where it is. So <clears throat> me and the bass player, uh, he's got this big gulp, this like 64-ounce big gulp. We're, it's empty and we're kind of like oh what should we do with it and then he gets this bright idea let's fill it full of piss and throw it we're in two cars so the guitar player is in his other in his van so we fill out this big gulp full of piss while we're all driving down the freeway in um winter <clears throat> and he gives it to me and i skyhook it out the window and it hits his car behind us square in the center of the windshield <laughs> and this frozen sheet of piss ice just forms over his car 
and he's like driving, veering because he can't see out of his fucking car because there's this piss ice in front of him. <laughs> so he slows down to the side, and we slow down. I, we, my window's still down. I can hear him swearing in his car. <laughs> Oh, we are writing a song called Frozen Sheet of Piss Ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to follow up. Boy, like yeah. That's too many words. This is called the song Piss Ice. <laughs> I, I don't know. You, I mean, you could go with something like, I'd do like Frozen Sheet of Piss Ice. On, like, for Frozen Sheet of Piss Ice straight on a car. I just call that the name of the song because when it comes to like, you know, that easy core metalcore style, I do miss the days from like the late 2000s or 2010s where the song names are just the most ridiculous thing like hey baby here's that song you wanted me to write or i slept with someone in Fall Out boy and all i got was a stupid song written about me you know there's also maybe <laughs> holding hands wasn't such a good idea uh the final episode let's change the channel it's just a bunch of just like those random just weird names yeah names of the songs don't even match the damn song it has nothing to do with subject matter yeah <laughs> absolutely not but then you it's like but you remember those songs because of it so if you end up calling a song like <laughs> frozen sheet of piss of piss ice on a on a windshield <laughs> and it could be like this like super duper like heavy love song at the same time as well it's like why'd you write that well uh, there's a story about it you know stuff happens so oddly enough that is now the second drive by um yellow shower that i've actually heard of but this one didn't actually hit somebody just hit the whole entire car <laughs> however However, I don't know what it is when it comes to Wisconsin and throwing stuff out the window at your friends because, yeah, I had the same idea too, but with water balloons. Ooh. Oh, no. And there was one, but we didn't we didn't film up with piss at this point. We filmed up with water because we want as many water balloons as possible. We were, me and two of my friends, we were driving, we were driving uh, through this, like, parking lot because there were a lot of, like, cruisers and street racers that were there. And there was this couple that was, like, laying in the bed of this truck and – my friend was driving, my best friend is in the front seat, and I'm in the back seat. We all each have one water balloon left. So we're like thinking, we're going to throw them at these. We're going to throw them. We're just going to see who we hit. And we're going to peel the fuck out of there. Because my buddy's got an 04 Impala, which had a V8 engine in it. So I'm like, we can still move. <laughs> Me and my friend that's driving, we throw ours just like, you know, straight through, and really nothing happens. My best friend in the front seat does the whole skyhook thing, <laughs> lands smack in the middle of this truck. Gets these two people wet, and we speed out of there while cars are starting to rev up and follow us out. And we just, <laughs> we probably were driving around for maybe 20, 25 minutes, just weaving in and out of all these different neighborhoods, just trying to lose as many people as possible. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Why is it? Why is the sky hook always the move? Well, if you think about it, like when it comes to distance, it's trying to throw out a window, and it's like you don't get that full range of motion with your arm. But when you're throwing it from a like a passenger side window and you're skyhooking it, you're still in that full motion, so you get a lot more distance on it. More leverage. This, this man is done his research. <laughs> just, just science. <laughs> hey, I'm doing it for the science, guys. I mean, we we figured it out. So if you're ever if you're ever trying to throw some out a window at a fellow bandmate at another band, you know, as a prank or something, you're gonna want to do it from the opposite side so that you can sky hook it instead of just like, you know, like imagine like your elbows tied to your side. And you're trying to throw like this. I'm going to actually, that's how I throw. So. Okay. Lindsay, then you might be fine by doing that, but for everybody else sky hook it. <laughs> All right. We got one more and these stories are great. So let's see if this can continue. All right. Um, Guess I'll go. Uh, my name is Steven. I play bass and I sing. Um, and since we're doing the theme of like 
cold night, like three degree weather. Um, I don't have too many three degree weather stories uh, with, with um, bandmates or anything like that, but I am, uh, I'm prior military and uh, my second deployment, we were in, um, we were in Latvia and during the winter time. And what was different about the other places that I went to is that Latvia is wet, cold. Like it is 33, it is 33 degrees Fahrenheit during the daytime. So it's just, it's just warm enough so that it can rain on you. And then come nighttime, all that freezes on everything. Everything that got soaked and drenched is now being frozen solid. And so we're doing op four, like we're working with the other militaries, like uh, all of us got blanks. And the whole point is like, we're supposed to be like doing on patrol and like not get caught by the other ones. And um, I, all my, all my shit is just, everyone's shit is just completely frozen solid. Like nothing, like we can't, we're just miserable. Like we've been going like every day, just like <laughs> trudging through the trudging through like all kinds of terrain and shit, like all of our wet gear and stuff. And so we did we had no idea that the Dutch had been following us for like nearly like two hours before we actually went uh, to go to sleep. And so the next morning, I just wake up to like like my own. Uh, sleeping system being unzipped and the, the guy had like the nine millimeter to my face just like no you must you must be quiet or you must be quiet or or just just be quiet he just couldn't he, he couldn't he, his english was not that uh good um understandably so so he's just like no you must be good and then we just hear like everybody else like his other like um uh dutch service members were like taking their rifles and shit like clinking like on our gear because it was frozen solid everything had to get uncracked and everything and we're all just like we're just like yo what what the fuck is go like what is going on here <laughs> that the same day we just did like a debrief it's like you know had a lot of bad field ops here but uh never once did i think that the entire squad of marines could get taken over by a bunch of dutchmen <laughs> in the middle of Latvia. and then like like i said and then as soon as everything was done, you know, continue to rain, 33 degrees Fahrenheit, just rinse and repeat. <laughs> we all had good times. It was, it was all fun. It was all fun and games. We'd shoot the shit afterwards. Uh, a lot of a lot of the guys wanted to trade with us. Like the, um, in the UK, you can't, like they can't own knives. You're not allowed to own sharp, uh, anything like that. So um, if you show them, if you show them a multi-tool or a knife, they, they, they'll freak out. Like they'll they'll give away their entire. They're gonna do like two full sets of cami uniforms for uh, a Gerber, like a multi, just regular thing. You just go to academy, and just get one. Like yeah, they love that shit. Um, All right, see, yeah, now, I mean, be... now you're giving me ideas, man, because I'm trying to go over to Europe and just maybe do it as like cheaply as possible. So I might have to, you know, find a way to bring a couple knives in there just so I can be like, you know, barter with people. Like, hey, you want this knife? Yeah, I'm gonna need this from you. You want this knife? You want oh, this yeah. knife? Oh well, yeah, the, the SAS are just awesome, dude. The SAS got us. Like the, the scout sniper, their scout snipers get us. Like they, they get everything that we do, man. And it was just it's it's fun. It's fun time. It's shitty times, but at the end, you got your boys with you. So yeah, the camaraderie, the camaraderie there, I have in this band too. Like it's just we, just, we shoot the shit. We have a good time, man. And that's and when it comes there we go. There we go. I'll say when it comes to being a band, that's the way you guys want want it to be, where you guys are just comfortable with each other, having a good time, and the camaraderie yeah. is there yeah, so that be fun. you can work together, you can really focus on your stuff, but 
you can also shoot the shit and just be as funny as possible without worrying about, you know, <clears throat> hurting someone's feelings, hurting someone's ego. No, you guys just do this because this is what you love to do when you found the group that you want to do it with because you're the most comfortable with this group and the most creative potentially to the point where you can create the best music possible and you can trust everybody along the way while still having fun. Absolutely. 100%. So now I got to ask this question because before we jumped in on the call and started recording, I know Lindsay mentioned the band In Shallows, who I did a podcast with as well, where they had basically formed over the pandemic and really got things going that way. And you said it was rather similar to your story. So I got to ask, what was it? What happened with the formation of this band? How did that take place, especially during the pandemic when no one knew what the hell was going to go on the music scene outside of recording and releasing new music? Yeah. Um, so basically, Kyle and I met over Twitter. You know, we um, we're we're big soccer supporters. Uh, we're big big in the Orlando City, uh, the supporter group culture and all that fun stuff. And uh, we would we kind of got to know each other by shooting the shit on Twitter about soccer, and then you know, came to realize we both were guitarists who were into the same shit. And um, we kind of been out of the game for a little while. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought a bunch of home recording gear because I wanted to get back to music. I felt like this was the best opportunity that I would have to, you know, fill my free time getting back to something that you know was a central part of my life for a long time. And uh, the more we talked, the more we were like, dude, we just need to start a fucking band. And um, we met the first time we hung out, the first time we, we jammed together. We basically wrote and recorded all the guitar parts for um, This Could Be Us But, which is the one song that's up on Spotify right now. Actually, by the time this airs, uh, the new one will be up, but we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. Um, but Kyle and I basically, we, we wrote that in about two and a half hours. And it was just really clear um, to me anyway, that we had a, we were onto something immediately. Yeah, man. So like, uh, it was just easy. Like, you know, you play with some people and it's like, man, like you're not vibing with what I'm doing uh, with, with us. It's like, we, we went in, I was like, Hey, I got this riff. And you're like, Oh, Hey, I have this. It kind of goes with it. And then I was like, Hey, there's this lead. And bam, we had a song two hours later. You know what I mean? It just, it just fucking clicked, man. Yeah. I was saying that's the kind of way you want it to be as well. But Lindsay, I do have to give you credit for the fact that once a pandemic hit, you just jumped on buying the, that recording equipment because I know so many people that did that or tried to do that, but couldn't do it because of how heavy the demand was. I mean, hell, even for me to buy some recording stuff as well, I needed a new mixer and I bought it in February of 2020. So when the pandemic hit, I'm like, okay, thankfully, like I have everything I need already. I don't have to worry about trying to, you know, redo this thing because the mixer I had initially was great for myself, but trying to bring on other uh, guests on the podcast specifically in this kind of a format with recording via Zoom so I could record the video as well. Trying to use that mixer for that was just horrible. It was horrendous. So I'm like, yeah. screw this. Uh, let's get a better mixer and bought one literally a month before the pandemic hit. So I know how many people are trying to like find these certain things. And to, to be able to also recognize that now you have all this free time because of the pandemic and we're not necessarily sure what's going to happen or where things are going to go, especially March and April when everything was shut down. We had no idea when things were going to open back up again. We had no idea when live music was even coming back. Thank God it is now. Absolutely. I was going to do like an angelic voice, but again, my voice is gone. So I was, I was like, uh, uh. 
Sounds like a 15 year old going through puberty, (laughs) (laughs) but just that wherewithal and that, um, what's the best way to put that self-awareness to try to get back in music because if that's something you want to do, it's like, this is the time to do it. Understand that. And now looking what it created with idle threat, it seems like that was easily, easily, not only the best use of that time, but the best way to just say, fuck it. I'm going for this again. Yeah. Well, you know, it started out with just Kyle and I saying, you know, we just want to write the shit that we want to hear and just kind of have fun with it without any kind of, um, any kind of expectations, you know, like I said, we're, we're a little bit older than some of the other people that we end up playing with. Um, so we're a little farther, farther into our, our life stories at this point, you know? So we're like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep it pretty, um, we'll keep our expectations tempered and then, you know, enter, uh, Brian and MVK, uh, who decided to kind of take us under his wing. And next thing we know, we're, we're, we're getting to talk to guys like you and this is a fucking blast and we're getting, uh, offered for offers for tours. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's one of those things. Um, it still honestly feels really surreal and, um, it, it's been great to be able to play with these guys. I want to talk, you know, specifically more about getting, you know, Jordan and, and Steve, Steve, I've known for a while. Um, also through like the, actually Joe, our drummer as well. We all know each other through that Orlando City soccer supporter culture. So once we started kind of looking for the pieces that we wanted to bring in, we already knew who the drummer was going to be. Like that was just, that was that. Joe, it's you. He came out five minutes in. You want in? All right, cool. And it was basically this, the same situation with Steve. Um, Jordan is the newest to the table. And man, I cannot express how fucking stoked I am to have this guy on board. Um, he's just so... I mean, the dude's, uh, he's fucking, he's a machine. He's so automatic. It's amazing. Thanks. I appreciate that. You guys are awesome to play with. You guys make it really easy. I got to say. I mean, pretty much like if you're going to be the machine to play with, please go up on stage one time, either wearing a Burt Kreischer t-shirt or not wearing a Burt Kreischer. You're not wearing any shirt at all as an homage to Burt Kreischer because you are the machine. (laughs) machine. (laughs) We can arrange something. It's, it's it's very possible, but then again, it seems like this whole entire Orlando City FC thing is kind of the connector between this all because by being able to go online and be able to contact so many different people around something that you're passionate about, for all of us, it's music, but for you guys specifically, it kind of has more of that Orlando FC thing in there as well. I totally understand that being the fact that I still, I still play soccer every now and again. I played it growing up the whole entire time. I don't follow it necessarily that much professionally because honestly, I'm just listening to way too much music to try and like really follow <laughs> along with everything. But I know how strong of a connection that sports has onto people, bringing people together and just being able to contact so many people really be able to talk about it. But then not only that, find out that you have similar interests music wise and that you're all musicians and all of a sudden, okay, let's start, you know, playing, let's just see what happens. And I do agree with you tempering your uh, expectations to the fact that, you never know what might happen. Might good things might happen, bad things might happen, but if you just kind of let it be what it is, it kind of seems like then things really start to go well because you're not you don't have this outside pressure that you're putting on yourself. You don't have this added pressure that's like we have to do this by this time, this time, this time. It's like, no, we'll let it be what happens. And you know, you might not really, you know, say you don't blow up for a couple of years, but you have fun doing it hell, then you're succeeding because you're enjoying your life up to that point. You're making the music you want to make. How can you say you're not succeeding if you're doing what you want to do in life? Absolutely. And, but honestly, like, you know, a, a testament to, to taking that pressure off yourself, things are moving really fucking fast for us, man. And, and it's wild how, you know, you can, you can spend decades in bands where 
you're you're pining over you know fitting whatever is happening in the scene at the time and trying to look a certain way and sound a certain way and and it's it's crazy the second you stop giving a fuck how quick things just like fucking go people can tell when things are genuine and authentic and 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 organic and people can tell when you're selling them bullshit and um we we are very proud of the fact that we are not bullshit others you know what you see is we're, we're writing what we want to write. We're not trying to fit a, we're not trying to fit any kind of agenda or any, um, any idea. We're just, we just have a fucking blast playing with each other. And, and, and God, we cannot wait to get in front of, uh, get in front of our friends and, 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 you know, get back to doing what we love. Absolutely. Cause if you're always trying to chase what's popular as well, you're always going to be late to the party every single time, because by the time I'm going to use music as a perfect example for this, because say, it's a popular trend right now to come out with music that has maybe a certain kind of like baseline to it every single step of the way, or maybe there's some kind of added synth over it, which really gives it more of a lighter quality. And then say that just becomes really popular because one band does it. And now for the next couple of months, it's the popular thing and every band's trying to do something like that. Then you try and work on a song that really it has that kind of influence in there. And by the time you might be able to really get it all hammered out the way you want it to, get it mixed, produce it, and then be able to release it and have all the, go through all the, or all the process of, you know, actually releasing the single. By the time it gets released, that might not be popular anymore. You're just going yeah, to you're on to the next thing. Yeah, there, it's going to be on the next thing. But if you're focused on what you want to do and you're not following those trends, yeah, I understand where people are like, you want to follow those trends because, oh, it's what's popular. But the other issue is if you're doing that, especially as music listeners, Hell, we can tell when you're just putting that in there because it's the popular thing to do. We can tell if it's not genuine. But if you're going to write music that you want to write for yourselves and you're going to really put your heart and soul into it, and then it comes out in the meaning of the song, in the way that the instrumentals really tell the story of that meaning, the way the vocals carry you through that, hell, we, we can tell and that's how we connect to so many other songs. I mean, take a look at the songs that you guys really connect to, not only that you've written or have worked on with your past projects, but that you just enjoy as music listeners, why you connect to them so much and why you feel like, you know, they don't really peddle any of the bullshit because they're just artists and people that are talking so genuinely about a certain topic that right. they really feel passionate about. They want to write about. And we connect with that on such another level that hell, we absolutely love it. We just want to keep listening to it. Not only again and again, but then go through what that other artist still has left on, you know, their discography and listen to all that stuff and really immerse ourselves in that artist. Yeah, 100%. And it is something that is really, really needed because if, if the fact of the matter is a lot of the bands I talk to, I can easily tell that that's that way. But the issue is, how can we help get them bigger? How can we help get them the recognition that they deserve so that... Because I know, I for me honestly, it feels like there's a good amount of music that's really popular. It's like okay, kind of chasing trends here and there. It's like, can we get back to like when, you know, back like the Warp Tour days, like 2005, 2006, when rock, when the scene was just so big, and everyone was making this genuine music, and people were connected. Can we can we find a way to get back to that? Because shit, that was fun. And and that's I think what we're you know I don't want to say that's what we're trying to do because like I just said I don't think we're trying to do anything, but I think that's just where our hearts are, and that's why. Um, what we're doing, I think kind of has a lot of that throwbacky kind of vibe to it. And, um, because that's just, I mean, that's what we love, man. Yeah. I was saying like, like the thing is you are not doing, you're not making this music because you want to have that sound like what basically the scene kind of had that passion feel of back in the mid to late two thousands. 
what you're doing is you're writing the music that you want to write. It just happens to fit into that kind of a vibe and that kind of a feel. But the thing is, you're writing the stuff that you want to write. You're you're talking about things that you want to talk about. So it comes across as a lot more genuine and truly genuine than something else might come out with that if you're just chasing a trend. Yeah, for sure. So like, uh, you know, with Lindsay, he writes, when he writes his lyrics, he pulls from his life experiences, what he's been through. Um, with me, when I play guitar, like, my, if you do, you, have you you've seen those like uh, rig rundowns on YouTube and shit, right? Yeah. Like I would never get one of those because <laughs> my rig is my head, my cab, and my guitar. That's it. <laughs> like, I, I don't have a bunch of shit. It's like I, I just want to be raw. That's it. That's uh, true. Yeah, and and when it comes across that rawness, well, personally for myself, I really like a lot more of like a raw sounding track just because it sounds more genuine. It sounds more like it really comes from the artist. It doesn't sound so glossed over. However, don't get me wrong. If you put it in some different production behind it and you do some certain things with your rig so that you can produce a different kind of sound that has a little bit more of like a smoother, maybe more electronic piece to it and it works, I'm totally for it. Don't get me wrong. But just where I come with my musical tastes and preferences I love having more of a raw sound to it because you get more of this raw emotion that then interconnects with the uh, meaning of the song and with the vocals as well. That's why I like punk rock so much because it's just basically straight up get up there and play or like with metalcore, especially when it's more have that raw kind of sound. It's just heavy and gritty. It's just like, give me more of this shit. Like August Burns Red, perfect example. Just give me like, if it's going to be heavy, just give me the heaviness and let me just immerse myself into what's going on with the meaning. So it's just when that rawness comes in, I totally connect that. So Cal, I can easily see what you're talking about there. And it's it's not just that. You know, when when you take that approach, you're going to sound like you do on your fucking record. And the last thing, you know, everybody has different, you know, things that are important to them as a musician. But for me, the last thing I ever want is for somebody to pay to come and see us and walk away like, what the fuck was that? I want us to sound like what they've been listening to. I want them to recognize what's happening. Uh, so it's important to, to sound like us and the less extra shit. And like you said, you know, there's a place for the production and, and I, I, I respect it. There's an art form to be able to, to add all these different, you know, layers and, and synth and, and, and all that, like, I respect it. But like at the end of the day, we're a fucking rock and roll band and we want to sound like a fucking rock and roll band, you know? Oh, absolutely. And when it comes to that live setting as well, as a fan, I love it when bands have the same feel live as they would in the album, but it's a little bit more intense just because you're seeing them live. Hell, when I was at Rockfest, um, it was my first time seeing St. Tessoni. It was my first time ever seeing Adam Gontier perform live. And you know, he's got such a unique vocal set. So I'm thinking, okay. what's going to happen here? Is he going to sound like he does on an album and everything I've heard, or is it going to sound a little different? He got up there and the first thing he played was actually he did, uh, just, it was just himself and hit electric guitar, just did a little rendition of world. So cold, of course, three days grace wrote the track and right. I'm listening with thinking this sounds just like I would expect it to then does never too late. And I'm like, this sounds like just like I would expect it to goes from Saints of Sony stuff does just like you and I hate everything about you. And his voice was just right on point. So I'm thinking, this is better. This is great. I'm really connecting with this. And when that happens, you want to see that. You want to see these bands and you want to see these artists perform live again and again and again, Absolutely. because now you're seeing the music that you and listening to the music that you love 
but this time you're seeing it actually performed by the artist in front of you and you feel like you're listening to it kind of on the album at the same time, but also you're feeling the emotion of a live show and you're really feeling what you felt during those songs, just listening to them at, you know, whatever point in time made you feel the most from those songs. You're feeling it all again and then some because now you're hearing it without any kind of filter and you're noticing that, holy shit, this is exactly what I expected, but the energy is even greater. Dude, and then the next time you go back and listen to that studio version, you get taken back to that place and you remember and you know, this is still what it sounded like. So you can, you can then, you know, you can overlay that energy on top of it when you're, it almost makes listening to it after the fact even better, you know? Absolutely. I'll put it this way. Why do you think I've seen Rise Against nine times and I've seen him four times in the span of a month this year? Because <laughs> not only do I love the band, but it's like seeing them live is a whole different thing in terms of energy, in terms of momentum, but the songs still sound the same. Every, every Time I Die is another one that's like that for me, too. Every Time I Die is way high on that list. I still have yet to see Every Time I Die. Oh, my Fucking God. A, man. Oh, it's one of the best live shows you'll ever see. Anywhere near you, you have to go. Hey, I'm, I mean, right now my bank account is always screaming at me saying, Kevin, please stop with the concert tickets. What are you talking about? Hell, there was one show I was watching. Who was it? Uh, it was at Rockfest. Oh, Stain. It was when Stain performed. Not going to lie. Stained live. Oh, it was good. It was real good. But I saw that this uh, band that I've talked to the podcast, I'm friends with a band called The Void. They got added on for a one-off show as an opener in Illinois for Ice Nine Kills. Wow. I'm, I I want to see a boy live. I love watching Ice Nine Kills play live. So I'm like, this is a no brainer. So I'm literally in the crowd on my phone buying concert tickets at a concert. Like I kind of think I have a little <laughs> bit of a problem, but it's because there's so many bands I want to see live. I want to experience so many of these things that I don't want to stop. Like <laughs> I am freely just throwing money at these things because I know that by the time the show day comes, I can be feeling like crap. I could just be out of my mind. Like, oh, I don't want to go do this. I don't want it to drive an hour and 45 minutes from Milwaukee to Joliet, Illinois to go see a show. I go there and once the first band goes on, I am instantly just into it. Like I'm, I'm locked and into it. Same thing with the podcast as well. If there's times where I don't want to do it, all of a sudden I see you guys pop up on the, uh, in the waiting room waiting to get, uh, you know, accepted into the meeting for zoom and into the podcast. My energy can go from here, just like up to here and just keep going every step of the way. It's just something that gets me energized. So when I go and see live music, especially if that band just has that intense feel, but they sound just as good live as they do on the album. It's a whole different animal. So that's why I love the rawness behind it. Even some of the times when you know you get a lot of the production behind it as well, but the production during, on a live setting is done so well that it just really meshes into everything. Oh, for Hell, sure. that, that's another art in itself, but I got to give credit to the people that can really pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do too, mainly because I don't know that I ever fucking could. <laughs> we were actually just at an MBK show um, the night before, Saturday night, and uh, there was a band, I don't know if you've, have you spoken to Traverser ever? Um, I do not think so. Uh, so if Brian, if you're listening to this episode, let's get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Traverser was fantastic, and I was specifically just like wowed by their drummer, who was a, a machine. I like to use that term, apparently. But the entire time, you know, he, he, he's he got his earbuds in. So he's got the metronome going, keeping up with their pre-programmed synth parts, you know, hitting the triggers, using his pads, whatever. And when I see guys that are doing that stuff, it's just like, man, you are you've got so much going on in here. And I'm like, I can barely play guitar and sing at the same time. 
you guys are doing all this other stuff. It's nuts. I can barely play guitar. <laughs> it's like there's times you can see those drummers. That's like when you got no backing whatsoever. They're just raw, just going at it. So it's like they're more just focused on what's happening. But then you get all the other drummers where there's so much going on that they have to do with different, like matching up with different synth overlays, making sure that they're on beats. So a metronome in their ears as well. And they have to make sure they're just like basically on time every step of the way. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I still like both of those styles as well of drumming because it's hard to do both. It's hard to just be, it's hard to just, you know, have to do so many different things. However, you do have the metronome here to keep that time going so you can constantly reference it. But if you don't have anything like that as a drummer, you're just going full on raw. Yeah, you don't have to worry about all the extra stuff, but you have to just, you know, worry about making sure you're on time every step of the way so that the rest of the band isn't getting off time. So you're not going a little too fast, a little too slow, or all of a sudden just the things get messed up. It is an art form in both respects. For sure. But one thing that Kyle did say was with when it came to you, Lindsay, when it came to writing these lyrics, these songs, really putting it down, you really put your heart and soul into this. And that's something that we tried to talk about in terms of just why we love certain bands and you can put all this real rawness and emotion in there. So with the one song that is out as of, well, we're recording this, there'll be another song out after we record this, but the one that was out first was a song called This Could Be Us, but <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So whenever I jump deep into a song, the first thing I was trying to figure out is the meaning for myself. Reason is because when you figure out the meaning of the song, you can see where the instrumentals are going. You can see how they really relate to the emotion behind the theme of the song and really drive you to that point where you might not connect with the song perfectly the same way the artist did, but you're going to connect with that same emotion and kind of make your own because we've all gone down different paths in life. I mean, between Lindsay Cal, Jordan, Steven, and myself, all five of us have done completely different things in life. But the emotions of some of the things we do have done in life are the same. So that's how we relate to them in the songs. Then the instrumentals really bring that forward. And the vocals really give us that guide as well to really figure that out for ourselves and add to it. So I got to ask when it comes to this could be us, but what was the meaning of the song? Because I want to see how close I got and how we connect on this. Oh, see, I want to ask. I, I, that, that just makes me want to ask you first. Be like, what did you get? But, we can do that. We can do that. No. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. What did, what did you What did you get out of it? All right, let me turn my other screen here because I've got a nice page of notes so I don't forget about this stuff because, again, I listen to so much music over the over the time. Sometimes, you know, certain things, I don't want to forget them, so write them down makes sense. Oh, for sure, absolutely. So I wrote, meaning the meaning of the song is, I think, relate to the concept of forbidden love. You take a look at two people that have always felt something for each other or want to be together, but something was always in the way. And it might've been something like parental approval, especially if you're younger, societal approval, because that is also a thing as well, or forces completely outside your control, like different at, like different times in life, maybe you no know, wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. This seems to be like there's, one, like there's one person is pleading to the other to take that leap of faith and go for something greater than they could ever imagine. It's like, this could be us, but your own premonitions and rejection of your true wants and needs in order to appease others prevents that. Wow. Uh, Kevin, I've, I've got to say that that's, that's scary. <laughs> um, so let's, we'll see who actually listens to this. She may actually listen to this. We'll see. Um, so it specifically, it, it would be about um, my high school and like straight out of high school girlfriend who I was uh, completely in love with. We went to different colleges. We decided, you know, we were, we were mature enough at 19 to realize like, we don't need to tie each other down. We need to go experience that that aspect of life and then kind of revisit things down the road. And then after that, just the timing was never right. Um, 
so yeah, it was kind of, there was a conversation that kind of, uh, send me down that path that that what if and then you know it's easy to get kind of carried away with uh the way you you wish things would go right uh but yeah you 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 basically fucking you basically hit the nail on the head and and i'm i'm so impressed (laughs) well i'm just gonna take that as a testament to the the clarity of my lyric Well, I that, but like, cause I would, cause like, usually when I try and look at lyrics too, like, if I can find them online, I'll look at them so I actually can read the lyrics while I'm listening, so I can understand. Of course, when it comes to listening to like metalcore and deathcore, and then I don't have the lyrics to it, it can get kind of tough at times. I'm not gonna lie. But with this one, of course, couldn't, I couldn't find the lyrics online. So I'm like, okay, let's listen. Well, let's really try and understand the lyrics and really try and understand the vibe of the song to really see where it, go- it goes because. When I tr- I don't just read the lyrics, like I will have the song play in the background while I read the lyrics because listening to the instrumentals and listening to the vocals, it that's where really all that emotion drives. So you can kind of feel where the song is. And then you listen to the lyrics again. That's when your guide comes in to really try and figure out what the song means to you. Because there have been times where all of a sudden, I mean, hell, when I was in high school, there was this girl that I was always like hanging out with every now and again. And she was always kind of one that like kept me on a string in a way. Right. So it was always like, I was like, I was like, if all else fails, Kevin is still the option. You were and the, then, uh, the, the, you were the, the guy she kept in the glass, like, please break in case of emergency. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, ever, as time kept going on, I'm like, I kind of like, you know, like I was really into it, but like really into like potentially being with her. But it just was like, okay, what's, what's kind of keep me from doing, let's keep me from like making that move. And there was different like ideas in my head, different pressure. Like I'm always dreaming like that this could be us, but maybe it's something where like my friends would have looked differently on me because if I went after some, because they didn't like her or I would potentially, you know, have to go down a different path in life. Like there was always some, or she didn't want to do it because she was going after this other guy. And I was still in that like glass case of break in case of emergency. <laughs> and even when we were in college, she basically told me that I was in that box at one point. And at that point I literally thought to myself, well, this isn't fucking worth it. So end up getting myself a girlfriend between my junior and senior college. And she got so jealous. She tried to break us up. Wow. Yeah. Well, Cause you know, she, she lost that little control over you, man. And then it was like the reverse for, it was like the reverse. Cause then she was kind of like on that. This could be us, but now I lost it because I kept you in that glass box along and now you're gone. So I'm going to try and get you back to that. And by doing that, I basically did the NSYNC dance and said, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> What's funny, this, this actually takes us to the subject matter of the next song that you know, by the time this comes out, uh, the next single will be released uh, called One Man's Trash is Another Man's Trauma. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that one that one's more in line with this progression of that story. <laughs> really? Okay, so then what's that one about? Because that one, I because when I got the track, I was at Rockfest, so I didn't really have internet to l- listen to it. And I only was able to listen to it for like 15 minutes beforehand. So I was really trying to figure out more of the instrumentals at that point. Sure. So I really didn't get the full idea behind the uh, meaning of the song. However, when it comes to, if we're kind of on that same line of thinking, then I want to see how this progresses from what we have just talked about to where this song is going to come in. Right. Well, it, it's not about the same person. Uh, I'll be very clear. <laughs> okay, but okay. It, it, it's more about, um, I mean, everybody's felt uh, lied to, shit on, fucking uh, taken for granted. And it, it's, it's you know, tale as old as time, right? Which kind of like you were talking about with uh, 
Yeah, right. So <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it would be really relatable to what you were feeling when uh, when she when she you know you had to give her the bye bye bye. The f- <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Kyle and I actually did a fantastic rendition of that at karaoke one night. By the way, choreography and everything. It's true, we did. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that one is one I'm really proud of lyrically, just because it, it's such a uh, very real. Very real, we'll say. Well, absolutely. I mean, take a look at what we were talking about with This Could Be Us, but and now with this new one as well, which was, it was called, what, One Man's Treasure? or One Man's, one man's Trash is Another Man's Trauma. Okay, I'm, I'm going to write that down real quick because I know I didn't have the name of the song when you first sent it to me. So I'm like, what's the name of the song? Yeah, so, you, you got that before Final Mixdown. Like, that's, that's, like, you got demo version. Okay, I just want to make sure I get the name of the song down. So when I talk about it, I don't forget it. So I want to type that down because, awesome. you know, still kind of deal with some ramifications from a concussion. So I don't want to just keep forgetting <laughs> stuff. But it just, when you get real raw and personal within these stories of these songs as well, you really get to connect with people because there have been plenty of people that have gone down that same path as well, where all of a sudden it's just kind of being held on for so long and, and kind of strung along. And then you get to that point where it's like, you know, yeah, basically someone, you know, could basically like, you know, didn't want to be with her. So that's kind of like their trash. And just for me having to deal with all of the backlash on that and basically being the Fred without benefits at that point, that's the best way to maybe describe that. But it was somewhere I'm like, I was just being taken advantage of that point. So there was some sort of trauma involved as well. There is some trust there as well, where, you know, still when it comes to connecting with certain people, there's some struggles there for me because of that. Because sure. of all that stuff, because I don't want to have to go through that again. W- w- would you want to go through anything like that again? No, I, I don't think so. There's not, there's a lot of people that wouldn't want to go through that again either. So they're going to connect that because they're going to understand the emotions that you're talking about in that song. And they're going to be able to understand maybe some more of the emotions that they went through so that they know not to go through that again. And also how to relate a little bit more to their own thing so that if those feelings do come up in the end, like with certain things with trauma, they're always going to come back from every now and again. Right. It's not that they're going to be as bad as they were at the beginning, but those feelings are still going to come up. Those That pain is still going to come up. It's with certain of these songs, it's okay. Now we get to relate to a little bit more. So we understand potentially when it comes back, how to deal with it better and how to defeat that so that it doesn't affect us nearly as much or if at all. 100%. And, and that's one of the things that I, I try to touch on kind of in that song, you know, it, I'm not going to act like there's not a, a fair amount of petty just shitting on her that happened in there because there is, there's like, there's a whole lot of that. Um, but the important thing that I wanted to also kind of touch on that anybody who might be going through similar stuff can, can kind of take away from it is that it's important to know that how people feel about you is, is not a reflection of you. It's in a reflection of them. And, you know, it's, it's important to remember that, you're you. You are an amazing human being. You are in control of how you, uh, you know, navigate through life and the way that you treat the people around you. And if someone doesn't see that value, that doesn't mean the value is not there. It just means they got shitty vision, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty sure well, Kyle Jordan, see you can kind of relate to that as well, where when it comes to just people being them, their absolute selves, of course, there's going to be some qualities that might not necessarily be the best qualities that those people are potentially going to have to work on. But there's a lot of things where with what people think about you is definitely more of a reflection on who they are and not who you are. Because 
not only do they not know exactly your whole entire story or what you've gone through, but they might be reflecting their opinion on you due to the fact that they went through something else in life that kind of has them in a, in a mindset in a certain way. So if we kind of can remember that as well, that allows us to connect with people better to understand that maybe something else happened to them in life, which makes them that certain way. And being able to understand that could potentially help that person and yourself grow, if especially if it's more of a relationship aspect, because you don't want someone harboring these, you know, potential, I would say even like harmful feelings, whether it's something for feelings for another person or just, you know, maybe some kind of trust issue due to something that happened in the past. Right. Because I'm not going to lie, I have a little bit of those because of things that have happened to me after, kind of after every, kind of after like a breakup, after everything is ended. So right. there's certain things I'm like, I'm kind of hesitant just to even put myself in that position. So yeah. it's, it's tough, but listening to music and being able to try and listen and understand that has me acknowledging the fact that this is the way that I am right now. And it has me acknowledging the fact that there are some things about myself that I could improve on. Yeah. But it's, but, and with music, it helps me understand that those are, those things are there. Yeah. And also kind of gives me a guide potentially to how I can remedy that and how I can potentially be an even better person than I am right now. Dude, it is 100% therapy. Now, I mean, still have a therapist. Don't get me wrong. Still, and I will, you know, take this opportunity to uh, be a major proponent for that. Yo, hey, especially guys, dudes, like talk to people. Talk to people about the shit you're going through. It's it's not a weakness thing. Uh, mental health is important. Um, but a, a big help for that is is music, man. Having music there. Uh, I mean, we all have had certain songs that we put on loop to get us through really low points. And uh, you can't discredit how important this shit is to people. No, no, you can't. I got to ask Steve and Jordan, like, do you guys have to agree with all this? Have you guys gone through this stuff as well in terms of using music kind of as that therapeutic sense in order to understand certain things that are going on with you in your life and be able to relate to them a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, playing as a guitar player for these last, I don't know, like decade or 15 years. It's, it's a, it's a creative outlet. It's always there for you. It's something you can do. It takes your mind off of your current situation and it's just, you can express yourself and it's, it's really fantastic to do that. And then you end up meeting a bunch of people that are kind of in the same place that you are. And then you connect even more that way with the people around you. And it's, it's been nothing but a benefit. Yeah. And I, it's kind of interesting because growing up um, in middle and high school, like when I first started out playing bass, um, the social circle that I had at the time that like kind of influenced me to start playing. I like within the few years, I wasn't really talking to those people anymore. I wasn't friends with them and it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And I realized like, man, even though like going into the military and then going out, going to college and everything like that, even like not being with the band, I was still listening to music. I was still like, I was still vibing with a lot. Of, like you said, like punk rock. Hold on, fuck yeah, dude. We all like punk rock, man. But it, it's a different drive. It's a different feeling. It's a different energy when you are with dudes that you genuinely have a connection with and genuinely like you can talk. You can talk about any of your problems with those people and the 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 the, the trauma that you go through can be used. Uh, to create something beautiful. That's the whole point. I, it's one of the main uh, reasons for making music for me, at least. Yeah. If, and for me, it's like this, it's probably the main reason why I'm doing these podcasts, interviewing all these bands, listening to so many, so much music and really understand is just because I, I've i gone, like I said, when 2017 was the worst in my life. I mean, it was, it was horrible. Everything went South pretty much. It was just, 
got a college, got a job, and the job was just a, you know, potential life sucker where just any ambition I had was gone at that point. It's a, I'm wondering, you know, is life even worth living at this point? Girls didn't broke up and that led, that just added on to it as well. And just my mind basically spiraled out of control to the point where I'm not, depression really took over. And I have said this before in the podcast as well, there were a couple of suicide attempts in there as well because that's how bad it got. But the reason I bring that up is because it's part of who I am. And the reason I and the reason why I'm doing all this stuff with the podcast, the reason why I'm going to be interviewing some musicians and connecting with music in such a different way is because it's what helped me get out of there. It made me realize this is what I want to do with life. This is what I want to, this is what makes me happy. This is what makes me energetic. This is what gets me going during the day. So just connecting with that and then connecting with everybody else's music to see what they were talking about in their music, see where they were going, specifically see what they felt and how it can relate to myself and how I can use that to understand what I've gone through, understand what I'm feeling and how to potentially when it comes to certain things with like traumatic experiences and certain kind of just like things that kind of, you know, pains that kind of pop up in your head, like a phantom pain in a way, how to deal with that and how to potentially make that as minimalistic or completely mute as possible. It's something that's incredibly powerful. So when I'm going through certain times where I'm not feeling the best or, you know, some of those thoughts kind of come back in my head, just jump right back into music because it helps me to understand what's going on and to sort of let go in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Also so much respect for using your platform to push positive message and, and, and be honest about the place that you were, that we've all been at one point or another. It's, it's, it's important to, to let people know that they're not alone when they're going through this stuff and that there is a way to get past it, to go back to lyrics from this could be us. We'll find a way to better days, man. There's always better days ahead, dude. That was one thing that I always kept reminding myself, like, there's got to be some time ahead. There's got to be some better success. So remember, you know, you're back in like high school and college as well. And all of a sudden just you're working on some, you're studying and things are just really, really hard. And it's like, oh, it just seems horrible. But you always have to remember better days are ahead. Hell, when it comes to what I do right now, does does a does a uh, fact that I got a C minus in a money and banking class really matter? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck does, no. Yeah. Does, does the fact that I barely passed a, uh, what was it? Barely passed an accounting class matter? No, it doesn't really matter at this point. So I kind of thought like, why was I freaking out so much about that? Because better days were ahead. And when I was going through that stuff, it's like, there's got to be a point in time where this depression isn't going to be as heavy, where I'm going to potentially find something that I want to do in life if I search for it. Maybe instead of sleeping only two hours a night because my mind will stop racing, maybe I'll finally get to sleep four hours a night. Hell, I only sleep six hours a night right now, but I mean, I get the most out of it, so I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. <laughs> right, yeah, right. But it's just yeah. some, it's somewhere. It's like I'm, but not only that, but like I couldn't sleep in my own bed. Like I was sleeping on like a couch in the basement. I was sleeping on the floor just to try and just like find anywhere to just like potentially change my mindset to sleep. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. But I felt at time it felt like it was never gonna end. But having that idea of like, you know, better days are ahead. There's always going to be some kind of better days ahead. Kind of the, we just got to weather the storm because it's always darkest before the dawn. Again, go ahead, go ahead and use Batman quotes right there because Batman. Just, oh, it, it makes, it makes listening to music so much more powerful. It makes it so much more relatable and just makes it feel so much better. Especially yeah. when it's music that, now when it comes to music as well, for anyone listening, we all have different tastes in music. You, it could be what these guys are playing. It's more of that rock, easy core kind of stuff. Could be what I like: punk rock, hard rock, metalcore. It could be pop. It could be country. It could be EDM. I don't care what it is, what you like, because we all have different tastes. 
But if it if if it impacts your mood and impacts your well-being mentally in a positive way to make you feel better about yourself, to make you realize certain things and potentially to if you're going through stuff for you to be able to deal with it better so that you can get to those better days. I don't care what music you're listening to. Keep listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the big fucking takeaway from this podcast today. Stay positive. Keep 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 your, your eyes on the prize. Keep listening to music. Things are going to get better no matter what. Things are always going to get better. We're all testing stuff. And not only that, but when it comes to this podcast as well, not only just this episode, but every episode of the Corporate Progression Podcast, we're talking, I'm talking with so many different artists from the rock and metal genres and all their subgenres as well. I know you guys might not like everything, but it gives you a chance to understand where artists are coming from, what they're writing, why they're writing it, and why their songs are constructed that way in order to really get that message across so that maybe you can check them out and maybe they can impact your life positively. If, if, if they don't because it's just not your sound, fair enough, fair enough. I get it. I totally understand. We, If someone sends me a country track, probably not going to do me any good. <laughs> If someone sends me a metalcore track that has some long, ridiculous name, but it really impacts me heavily, oh, I'm all for it. But it's just all the penny upon taste, and it's just a, like it's just a great way to get to know so many different bands that are making such incredible music that really has this raw emotion behind it. That if you're going through something, you can relate to, and just have this incredible passion behind it, so that excuse me, so that when you go out in the world and because I know sometimes it's daunting to face the world. You can face it with a positivity that you got this. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it, it doesn't matter what you're going through at that moment. You know better days are ahead because the music makes you feel like those better days are coming. And if you're having a bad day and you can jump into the music and turn your day around, doesn't matter what music it is, do it. 100% Man, we went from like talking like about just crazy stories to all of a sudden you guys forming the band and all of a sudden went on this whole entire mindset of how you guys came up with the idea for like the meaning behind these songs to taking what music gives you and using it positively. And I do, like you said, Lindsay, about, you know, going to therapy, be open to it if you want to go to it. For myself, I act, I never went because I basically dove deep into music. That was my form of therapy. And yes, there are breakdowns in it because it's there's metalcore. There's going to be breakdowns <laughs> in it like therapy. There's but beauty in the breakdown, guys. man. There's hey, beauty in the breakdown. Hey, it's the beauty of the breakdown. Like, even, Excellent I'm, fucking album, by the way. It is a fantastic yeah. album. I was going to say, even kind of going, like, thinking about the breakdowns as well. Live music again. That was one of those, that was like one of the other catalysts that helped me get out of that rut. And out of that depression because I started going to see more concerts. The yeah. amount of camaraderie in those live shows, the amount of happiness in those live shows. And during that time, that was the first time I ever started going to the mosh pits. Yeah. It it took it, it took my mindset to a whole different positive level. So when it comes to really getting into music, and that's why during the pandemic, we missed out on so much of this. We missed out on so much great music to really experience it live. We missed to experience all these great bands that are upcoming and really getting their start to see them live for the first time. But now that we're able to go out and do this again, if you want to go see a show, go see a show, especially if it's rock and metal or the subgenres. If you're nervous and you, because you don't want to go by yourself, I I'm, I'm being totally honest with you go by yourself. The fans of that show are just Honestly, it's it's one of the best places to ever be because everyone's there to listen to music and enjoy it in a positive way. 
And hell, if something happens, like again, with the mosh pit, if someone falls down, you get like five to six people picking them back up. I've seen ones where all of a sudden, you know, someone went in there and wasn't being very nice. There was kind of like a little bit of a predatory way. Yeah, us fans kind of took that guy out and uh, made sure he didn't come back in. Not going to say how we did it because it's kind of a... Kind of brutal how we did that. Listen, don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's... Yeah, that, that, one, that one was not... I, I'll t- I can tell you guys how we did that after the podcast. Yeah, for another record. <laughs> please do. Because uh, I mean, it was, it was what rough. What I love about this, this... Just this community. Fucking rock, metal, all of that is... Going back to what you said, man. Like, you can go by yourself. You're going to make friends. You're not going to be by yourself the whole time. I promise you. For sure. No, okay. oh, you're never going to be by yourself. I mean, I've gone to shows plenty of times by myself. Trust me. Usually before the shows, I'm always talking to the random people. And the one thing is, is for me, it's that's where I feel at home. That's where I just feel confident in myself. So all of a sudden, like, I'll start talking to random people. Hell, I made, I made friends. I see them at shows all the time. I, for, we can never remember each other's names. But when <laughs> we see each other at shows, it's like, dude, what's up? And it's like it's like it's like seeing people you would like it's like seeing family again that you haven't seen in a while. And so I can't wait to like be able to like go back to concerts that are gonna be around my area at the venues that I like to go to because now I get to see that family again for the first time in a year and a half. Do you, do you wanna know the positivity that's gonna do on mindsets? Dude, these people that you're sharing these like transcendental moments with, man, and and and, and the, this this raw, like you know, you talk about the pit, man, and we were talking about rawness earlier. There's nothing more raw than a pit, and it's just raw aggression but raw joy and raw uh, concern for your fellow man you know somebody goes down you, sh- you shut it down and you get them up like there's just it's just it's 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 real this sounds so extra but it's it's fucking humanity and what it's supposed to be these feelings that we don't really get a lot in anywhere else in modern life you know to just yeah. you, you I don't want to say there's no rules because there are rules and those it polices itself and we kick the shit out of each other and then hug and you leave with, you know, strangers fucking bodily fluids all over you and, and it couldn't be any better. And it's man, it's just I feel sorry for people that have never experienced it. It Yeah. So it, it, when it comes to a mosh pit as well, I know, again, there's people that you don't want to get in that because you might be scared or you might because, you know, there's there's a bunch of big dudes in there. They're powerful. If you don't want to get in, I totally understand. But if you want to just feel that energy, one of the best things you can do is stand on the edge. Yeah. And because you're not going to take these full these full on hits and just shove like, people back in. Just shove people back in. There you I go. Mean, there are times where I go in a pit, like you know, at the first pressure, like sometimes I might be a little bit nervous just because you know you're going to get hit. And if I'm nervous or some for some reason, I will literally turn the person next to me and say, "Hey, push me in." Because then it's like, I don't have a choice. I get pushed in. I get, at least one time I got pushed in. I got leveled within the two seconds of getting knocked. I got knocked on my back. Wind was knocked out of me. Like, <sighs> I got picked up by the this dude was maybe like six foot five, 290. Picked me up. He's like, you good, man? I'm like, give me a minute. I'll be good. Dude. That was it. Rest of the night, I was in the pit because now any kind of premonition of getting hit was out of my mind because it already happened. Right. I played, I played football forever too. I was a, you know, offensive guard. And that was always the big thing. The first hit of the game, you get that first hit. And then after that, you're, you're woke up and it's the same. It's the same with the pit. You get, you get rocked that one good time. And then it's like, all right, 
I'm in. I'm, I'm clocked in. Let's go. <laughs> I'll do the same thing when I'm playing soccer because, like, we've been playing indoor soccer a lot. So, you know, you got, like, the boards up there. Before a game, I will just run into the boards. <laughs> Wake yourself up. <laughs> I'll get the hit. Now I'll basically it's like okay. Now I've I like I've took I've taken the hit. I forced myself to take the hit, but I take the hit. I'm good. Absolutely. Yeah, but now again, we got live music back. We got this coming back. It is incredible, and you guys can be up on stage. It's gonna be awesome. So, where can we expect to see you on stage for the rest of the year? Well, um, I, I know this is probably uh, gonna be end of August when this goes up. We got a big MBK show in on August 14th at West End Trading in Sanford, Florida. Uh, and before before we started the uh, podcast, we were speaking a little bit. Our, the dates aren't out yet, but we're gonna be hitting the road in the East Coast in October, the end of October, from the uh, 21st through the 31st, with uh, the guys in the band, the Interrogation, who have got uh, it's members of Earth Crisis and Freya who are also doing kind of easy core stuff. So um, we could not be more excited for that. That's going to be a blast. Um, keep keep up with our socials for the actual dates. I know we're going to be starting off in, um, in Buffalo on the 21st or 22nd, and uh, we'll be ending up in our neck of the woods down here in uh, Gainesville and Orlando right around Halloween and after. Uh, but we're going to be playing as much as we can, as many places as we can. And we will make sure if you're following our socials that we beat you over the head with all of that. <laughs> so the, we'll call it the easy core run. So you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get happy, angry music. You're going to be like Ralph Wiggum on sugar. I'm happy Dude. and angry. Absolutely. You're going to be fucking happy hardcore, bro. We're going to bring the <laughs> breakdowns, but we're also going to make you feel better about yourself yeah. in the process it's happy angry happy heavy rapid ha happy whatever it might be but it's going to be awesome and i will because i know brian might be listening to this i will make one plea to brian because you guys are you know rocking the east coast for this show this tour and then going back down to florida so brian with all the uh mvk bands can i make one request sir and that is can you guys start like booking shows from but like up in the midwest because I wanted to have these bands take part in the scene that is in the Midwest because, holy shit, it's nuts up here. Dude, we, we've actually got some pretty good friends and pretty good support in Wisconsin, uh, actually in Milwaukee. So you wouldn't be the only person. I know we draw at least like five people. <laughs> so uh, that, that may be worth the drive, honestly. Yeah, so venue owners in Milwaukee, we can get you at least five people. Yeah, <laughs> we can so like, go ahead we'll start hit us up uh we'll, we can start talking about guarantees and shit um yeah <laughs> milwaukee's dope though it's a dope fucking city oh i love it and i i mean the only time i didn't live here was when i was in minneapolis for college otherwise literally i took my last final at eight in the morning got done around 9 15 my dad pulled up in his truck at 10 30 i was across the state line by 11 15 <laughs> that's how fast i got out of there <laughs> Dude, now I, I, I love I love Wisconsin, man. Milwaukee's dope. Madison is cool as hell. I'd like to get back to Madison, but yeah, dude. Um, Brian, make it happen. Talk to people. I mean, I know. Uh, trust me, Brian. When I when I know when it comes to just with the, especially with the rock and metal bands and any of the subgenres you got in MVK. When it comes to the like the Midwest scene, Milwaukee, Madison. Go to Minneapolis, Chicago, or any of the surrounding areas, Chicago is huge. Indianapolis, Detroit, anywhere in Michigan, Ohio, Iowa. There's just this fever pitch for rock and metal music. It doesn't seem like it's there, 
but trust me, it is. I've seen it. I've been a part of it for multiple years at this point. When we go to shows, usually, even if it's like the rock and metal show, like here at the Raven, we have the three tiers. We have the ballroom, the like the club level, and the basement level. If the basement level is the only one that's got the rock and metal show, it is usually the tightest packed. It's usually the only one that's sold out, and it's usually the most rambunctious. And it's fun as all hell. And you go away with such a positive vibe behind it. It's a family up here. We want to get the MVK family and the Midwest family. Let's go. Let's go. If that's a plea, that's a plea for you, Brian. So <laughs> let me know if I can help. <laughs> so guys, as we close out this podcast, I love to give you guys a chance to say anything you want to say at the end, plug whatever you want to plug at the end. And at that point, now the floor is yours. I'm going to go Jordan, Steve, you guys got anything you want to say? You guys have been the, uh, the quiet, the quiet crew. Ready to play. Ready to play some yeah, bass. Ready to go. Some bass in front of people. Let's let's go. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep it going. I mean, shit. I got my fucking acoustic right here. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's itching thing. to like, play, guys. <laughs> He's itching to play. We need to get him out on stage. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, same. Just mirror that. I I, I cannot fucking wait to get in front of people. Um. We get to kind of test our test the waters this Saturday, which we're stoked about. And then a couple weeks after that, that show with uh, Devil's Envy, Leaving Haven, Post Profit. Anybody who's listening who may not be familiar with those bands, go check them out. They're all incredible. Uh, but man, it's 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 been a long time coming, and and I'm I'm so ecstatic. Yeah, I, there's not words. Uh, I will shamefully plug all our socials. Uh, follow us at uh, Idol Music. Idle threat Idle music. Threat music. That's right. It changed. You're right, sir. Idle threat music on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, there you will also find our merch. Please buy that shit so we can tour. Yeah, we want to get to we want to get to Milwaukee. So go buy shirts <laughs> yes. and shit. Yes. And, and also, like we touched on earlier, um, by the time this comes out, one man's trash is another man's trauma. The new single will be on all of the streaming services: Apple, Spotify, Pandora, whatever you use. Um, go get two, probably. Yeah, uh, fucking Napster's still a thing. Apparently, we're on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go go uh, follow us, subscribe us. If you're gonna do that, say hi, shoot us a DM. We love to get to know people. Um, we, we always we're, respond. We're excited to to make new friends and really uh, start this journey with you guys. I know you guys are still on Napster. Just everyone listening, do not, and I repeat, do not download their stuff off of LimeWire. Do not give your computer a horrible, horrible virus. <laughs> and it won't even be us. It'll be like fucking four years strong or something. <laughs> or it'll be like half a Linkin Park song because that was famous <laughs> Napster the whole entire time. With somebody with way too much delay on their mic just yelling their name every 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Good old jokes at LimeWire's expense. But now it's time for me to close out this podcast with my three things. So, Kyle, thank you for plugging your stuff because now I get to do it again. So, when it comes to finding Idle Threat online, make sure you're up to date with their social so that you know when new music comes out, when they're going to be touring, where you can get that stuff, where you can buy their merch, where you can stream their music, where you can download their music and support them as much as possible. I know you guys are thinking, Kevin, there's probably a lot of them. And we know that Kyle said it, but... 
Can you just like give us the links in the description of the podcast, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify podcast, iHeartRadio, and I'm going to look at you guys right now and say, you guys know I always do this and make it as easy as possible on you. So you have no, you know, like no excuse not to follow them on all their socials, buy some merch so they can come up to Milwaukee and play and listen to their music, especially when the new stuff comes out. So it's all going to be in the link of the description or all the links are going to be in the description of the podcast for you. So don't worry about that. Now, the second thing guys is, now, I like to always give, make a promise if there is a band on the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having. This has happened 100% of the time. 100% of the time, guys. And I was been able to make good on this promise when I was at Rockfest. I was able to make good on this promise with a band called Modern Mimes and with the guys in Throw the Fight from Minnesota. And the promise is when. It's not an if, guys. This is not an if. This is a when. I can see you guys perform live for the first time. Use this finger raise up and say, first round's on me, guys. First round's on me, for sure. Hell yeah, first round is going to be on me. If I will, just just please, please, please don't just, you know, buy $50 shots of Patron. <laughs> what kind of psychopath? You really? piece, I've got a story for you. Then <laughs> I got a story for you after this podcast is done with that. <laughs> Man, if you got Labatt up there, I'm good. That's all my friends freaking drink because they're they 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 that's what they do they they go play hockey they drink a lot that's pretty much what they do so I got you covered man so on that note as we close out this podcast I cannot end this with a goodbye because I will be making sure I'm following along with all your stuff and I gotta make good my promise of first rounds on me when I see you perform live for the first time so I cannot end this podcast with goodbye that's weird let's end it with see you guys later see you later buddy thanks for having us adios. Adios. Ooh, wow, wow, folks. That's my interview with the guys from Idle Threat out of Florida. Please remember to follow them on all their socials. Remember to see them live if you have a chance. And please, if you are feeling down now, go back and listen to that conversation, especially the second half that we had. I will have the timestamps for you as well. In regards to everything, talk about, you know, positivity, mental health, connecting with music. And heck, if you got to go to a show by yourself, but you know it's going to make you feel like, go to this show by yourself. We are there. We're supportive of you. We love going to shows by ourselves because we know the power they have for us. And we want you to share in that as well. We don't want you to miss out on a show because you have no one to go with. You want to know you have to go with everyone that's at that venue. Trust me on this. Now that live shows are back. Remember to follow Idle Thread and all their socials. Buy some merch. Stream their music. Download their music. Help them out as well. Every link will be in the description of the podcast. Please remember to follow everything with MSOTD Rocks. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because of the podcast. videos for the Corporate Russian Podcast. If you like the audio version, we have Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio for you guys. So please, please, please do that. If you haven't already, if you have, I want to thank you very much for being a supporter. It means a lot as we are continuing to bring better emerging bands and even some of the heavy hitters as well out of this podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness, for sponsoring this podcast. Again, you get 15% off using code MSOTD at checkout. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. And on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching. Listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Jack Rock and Thrive. My name is Kevin. And even though my voice is shot, you guys know how I end every single episode with a big, healthy, and hearty. See you. Okay, I can still do a clean vocal somehow. <laughs>